Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, Networld, and thank you for tuning in. I'm excited as we continue in the Family Bible Revolution, and for my subtitle, it's An End Time Message for His Generational Blessing. We spent some time in establishing the vision and establishing the prophetic words, prophesying that in the end times, fathers would be returning to their children and children to their fathers. What a great word. This is true discipleship. This is true evangelism in a massive level. There are five essentials for the family Bible revolution. First one being family worship, second being authority, third being appointed and anointed, fourth being generational, and the fifth being church worship. You see, family worship is the focus of God's word being presented and discussed in the household on a regular basis. Authority establishes the responsibility and brings respect and honor. Appointed and anointed speaks of calling, gifting, and the God-given ability to fulfill that call. Generational speaks of the strength and energy of the young and the wisdom and fortitude of the old together. And finally, church worship speaks of the importance of the Sabbath and our gathering unto him in the beauty of holiness. Today we're going to begin on our essential number one, being family worship, which is the focus of God's word being presented and discussed in the household on a regular basis. Although there are many aspects to family worship, it is very simple in its application. I was taught to read the Word of God every day, but was never taught how to do family worship or the importance of bringing the Word of God into the household corporately. Family worship includes the reading of the Word, but it is much more than just reading. I must be very careful here because the reading of the Word on a regular basis individually is very important. However, it does not replace the importance of family corporate worship in the household. In the house is an important word. The first aspect of family worship is the home, the household. The Hebrew word is bayit, B-A-Y-I-T. You see, the biblical definition of the bayit is not the temple, but rather the household, including the dwelling place, the family, the people who live or may work there, any guests, and the father or the master of the household. This is not speaking of the temple, the church, or the Sabbath. Rather, it's the master of the house, the household consisting of the family, the husband, the wife, children, grandchildren, and grandparents, including servants and anyone else who's in the house, both in the beginning and at the end of the day, every day. The Lord commanded it. Abraham began it, and the law of Moses confirmed it. Genesis eighteen nineteen concerning Abraham, it says, For I have known him in order that he may command his children 
and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he's spoken to him. In other words, in order to bring the promise of God to Abraham to be the father of many nations, the process would come through him commanding his children and his household after him that they keep the way of the Lord. This word known, where it says, for I have known him, means to know by experience. But as we discussed in past broadcast, it also has the meaning of chosen. In other words, for I have known him, and therefore I have chosen him, in order that he may bring the promise to pass. God, by experience, knew Abraham would obey. As you can imagine, this was an important characteristic God would require for this call. As we will see, this call still exists for fathers and masters of the house. Will we obey the call? In the law of Moses, they're all called commands, such as teach them to your children. We find that in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 9 through 10. Only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, unless they depart from your heart all the days of your life, and teach them to your children and your grandchildren." especially concerning the day you stood before the Lord your God in Horeb, when the Lord said to me, Gather the people to me, and I will let them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days they live on the earth, and that they may teach their children. You see, it's to your children in your house when you sit, when you walk, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Listen to Deuteronomy 6, 6-7. through And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. And then it says in Deuteronomy chapter 11, we are to write them on our doorposts and gates for all who enter. Deuteronomy 11, 18 through 21, therefore you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul. And bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. That's true discipleship. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, like the days of the heavens above the earth. And that's a big reference to Abraham. And Asaph recorded the principles of this law in Psalm 78, which says, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We'll not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord, and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart aright and whose spirit was not faithful to God. And in the book of Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. 
in the New Testament, it says in Ephesians 6, 4, And you, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. And in 2 Timothy 3.15, And that from a childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Is there any precedent for a children's or a youth pastor? Is there any mention of anyone but the fathers or the master of the house as responsible for this task? Is it the senior pastor's job to provide substitute education for the children? Please let me share my heart having ministered as a children's pastor for over 30 years. I have ministered to thousands of kids and youth of all ages, but especially for children ages 6 through 10. I've done many international crusades with hundreds of children, youth, and adults, and several with thousands of children, youth, and adults. For Sunday services in America, I ministered up to 300 children on Sunday mornings and up to 1,000 children for a week of vacation Bible school. I also ministered at least 100 stateside family crusades in several states, inner-city public schools, and churches. My volunteer staff for the three Sunday morning services was up to 30 workers. This is certainly not a brag in any way. I give God all the glory and thank Him for the opportunity to work under Pastors Randy and Sheree Gilbert, who have a tremendous vision, anointing, and ministry, and led the way for all that to come to pass. It is now 13 years since the Lord directed me to leave that ministry and start the Master's House. It has definitely been a different journey. Why? Because it's a different calling. While I still remain as a family minister known as Captain Charismatic, the Lord now has me as a senior pastor and founder of the Master's House. Is this just happenstance or is it prophetic? Just think of the name given to me in the summer of 2003, the Master's House. And now, in the past two and a half years, I see how the vision is further unfolding with the new model of our family-integrated church raising up masters of the household. No, this is not by mistake, it's by design. Design of the Father God, it's the vision He has for us. We're a spirit-filled, word-of-faith, family-integrated church. What is a family-integrated church? It's where we do everything together. Our church services are together. Husbands, wives, children, young adults, grandparents, singles, the young and the aged. It includes everyone in the main service, young and old, volunteer as ushers, worshipers, and whatever else needs to be accomplished. It is siblings attending church together. It is families sitting together and worshiping God together. But the combined church services is not what this is all about. It's much more. It's the raising up of masters of the household, gathering the family, any household servants, and guests to a daily time of worship. Deuteronomy 4.10 says, Especially concerning the day you stood before the Lord your God in Horeb, when the Lord said to me, Gather the people to me, and I will let them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days they live on the earth, and that they may teach their children. It's the shepherds of the home gathering the people together, for a time of worship, the word, and prayer. It's also daily discipleship through example and mentorship. It's fatherhood, motherhood, brotherhood, sisterhood, childhood, and life every day in the ways of the Lord. It's preparation for the way of the Lord. It's preparation for the coming of the Lord. It's preparation for the great day of the Lord. It's real life, not just words. It's hearing, seeing, and touching the truths in God's word every day. 
It's not just hearing that God loves you, but it's seeing that God is loved by your father, your mother, your siblings, your grandparents, and those in the household. It's true discipleship, praying for one another, encouraging one another, and blessing one another when we get it right, and repenting to one another when we miss the mark. True Christianity in action, in the household, doers of the word, prayers of faith in times of need, prayers of thanksgiving in times of victory, and prayers of worship showing our love for him, with each other, among each other, in front of each other. Reality Christianity, real love, correction when necessary, and praise when it's due. Leadership by the master of the household, the strength of the young and the wisdom of the old, together, Love, care, and guidance for the young, and honor, respect, and purpose for the old. We need to see the generational value of all ages, especially together. Amazing, but we're already out of time. I look forward to being with you on our next netcast. Mark your calendar, set your clock, and tune in as we continue in establishing the Family Bible Revolution, an end-time message for his generational blessing. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.